0: With that, we officially welcome in a man who not only his face makes me happy and comfortable, but he elected (laughs) to wear a shirt that makes me comfortable. Do you understand, Chick, You're wearing a Creighton Blue Jays basketball shirt. I'm pretty sure that is not only a Creighton shirt. It's the Creighton shirt that was made my senior year.
1: Yes, and I believe you—you probably gifted this to me. Possible, Um, it's possible. You're tight with Rob Anderson. You got connections. Yeah, it might have been Rob, but I had an extra large and a large, and uh, you know I'm sporting the large. You know, uh, (laughs) look at you—you are slim and trim. You are slim and trim. Yeah, we're trying to, you know, trying to get to the gymnasia as often as we can. But um you know it's a neighborhood it's a neighborhood gym so we're paying the HOA dues so you might as well
0: give it a shot. Yeah. That I am I am perpetually living in a state of dead in between a large and an extra large. Am I right? Like that's there's just a, an extra large is like you're swimming in it. A large is like holy guacamole, do I need to put the guacamole down? You know? It's yes. Tough. Yes.
1: Yes. The extra large is it's nice. Um, I remember having a friend when I was uh, younger, like in middle school or elementary, and I'd be like, Mom, he just he looks so much thinner than I am. And she's like, No, he's not. He wears huge shirts. It's <laughs> like, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're he, right. He, he fooled everybody. You're he fooled everybody. Right.
0: Okay, so for people that don't know, we're taping this. On a, I know this is like this. Probably you want everybody to think that this is uh, at least the podcasting thing allows you to drop the whole charade of we're doing this live because you are Mister. No matter what, we make sure that people think we're doing it live. But the fact that this is a podcast, people know this is alive, Matt. Okay, I, I have no way. Naughty. I right. have no way to trick anybody into okay. thinking
1: this is live.
0: It is Wednesday night, December eleventh. It is seven fifteen, your boy time. Eight <laughs> fifteen, shiki time. So. A chicken pot pie got murdered for dinner in my household. Mava's getting her Paw Patrol game right upstairs, and then she's going to go to bed. I just saw a second ago, Cohen, he's getting ready to go to bed. He had a basketball evaluation tonight. You care to elaborate? Because me likey Cohen and me likey basketball.
1: Well, I knew both of those things were true. Um, I... We signed him up for basketball. He wanted to do basketball. He kind of caught the basketball fever like you do every March. Um,
0: Roofing the, <laughs> did, Uh
1: About a month ago, he's like, I want to do basketball. I said, All right. So we signed him up for, uh, you know, a, a, it's called Legacy Sports. So it's not like the most hyper competitive thing, but it's for kids who want to play and learn. And they got guys who played the game, who, you know, coach, obviously me. And, <laughs> And, um, so yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like, you know, you walk in with wind pants, you are automatically oh, yes accepted
0: you're, into the tribe. Yeah.
1: It's like, Oh, you got wind pants. You must've played. You're dang right. I did. <laughs> so so uh, did, you, did you have your Creighton
0: basketball shirt on too? I did.
1: Yeah. Because I was like, well, I got to wear a basketball shirt. This right. is really the only basketball shirt that I have, you know, of a team or anything right. like that. What that You that have says, a, an abundance of football shirts. Well, just like, you know, I can have an Adidas shirt Ah, or something, but this, this set, like literally Blue Jays, Creighton Blue Jays is never going to be mistaken for a football shirt. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, it was nine and 10 year olds and he had his evaluation. And so it's on a scale of one to four, four all-star one rookie. And then the, so, you know, I, I helped man, you know, the, the shooting station and, and, uh. You know, your boy was grading kids and helping helping the organizer grade kids. Really? And, uh, but, but um, so yeah, he's like, and I could tell, like, when Cohen got up there with a bunch of other kids, you know, they had diff- five different stations. And, and the guy said, well, your son's probably about a three. And I'm like, okay. I mean, he could be, but he's short. So you got to grade on a scale. Like, he's right. one of the shortest kids in there, and you got to be able to get your shot off and all these things that i learned the hard way. <laughs> and so... He said, uh, so as we went through the evaluation and later on with more kids, I go, Well, if that kid's a three, then I wouldn't be offended if you gave my kid a two plus. He's like, All right, your kid's a two plus. I'm like, <laughs> all right, good. Yeah, like, don't worry about offending me. But um, but yeah, he had fun, he had a good time. And we'll uh, they've asked if I can help coach and so oh, you kinda man. know where we're at here. So yeah. we're gonna be we're gonna be coaching some nine and ten year olds here pretty oh, soon. Boy.
0: I, uh, you I'm dead serious when I say the most nervous I ever got for anything in my life were things like what Cohen did tonight. Like little when I when you first start playing and you go to some tryout, you can call it an evaluation, which technically it was, but it's kind of like a tryout. Hands down, the most nervous I've ever been in my life was when I was like eight to ten years old at events like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're. I'm always trying to coach him up, like just stay positive, and I'm always impressing upon him you are going to be one of the smallest kids there how are you going to handle it just right right because i you know that was always something that i had to deal with you know i was i my dad's like you were going to be the most athletic kid there and i'm like i know, I know. <laughs> and i won't i won't try and dominate too hard with these kids uh-huh. but so just to let him know and so he's it's ingrained in him i'm going to be one of the smallest i'm going to be one of the shortest and and so it's about you know just be aggressive play hard yeah. keep the confidence up all those things and And it's a good environment, and he'll be he'll be fine. It's good.
0: But I talked. I mean, talking. He hopped on Facetime for a second, and I'm like, the only thing I told him was I asked him one question. I said, "This is the only thing that matters." And he, you could tell, he was like, "Dear God, get me away from this guy." So this is the only thing that matters. When there was a double staggered on the backside, (laughs) did you seek the help and help? When they ran the picket fence. Did you, you know, like, I said, "I said, Cohen, the only thing that matters is did you have fun? And he said, yes. I said, then that's all that matters. Don't forget about it. Just forget about everything else. Did you? Have fun? And, and it's the same like in
1: college sports. Like, you know, you could miss a game-winning field goal, you know, like for Alabama. But yeah. as he's walking off the field, you say, did you have
0: fun? Did you at least have fun? Do you think Dell and- Curry asked Steph Curry after the game seven of the 2016 NBA Finals? They blew through it like, Steph, Steph, hold on. You know the question. Did you have fun? <laughs> Could you imagine
1: if that was just the post game? It's just talking about, did you have fun? Did you was have it fun? fun? Did you have fun? Uh- um, <laughs> hey, Mr. Bennett, I know you missed that field goal. Um, against Florida State but did you have fun did was you, it fun it had did you to enjoy have been the, fun do you, do you love the game <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you having fun out there well you know, oddly enough i think dirk's first question to scott frost after the iowa game this year was like scott Dirk. Did you have fun? Was it fun <laughs> at least out there when you when, when the Iowa kickers blowing did kisses you, to everyone? Yeah, yeah. Did you did you have Adrian? Did you have a good time? Oh yeah, that's all that matters. Scholarship. One question. Did you have fun? That's the only thing that, that, that matters at this point. Okay. Yeah. I remember I remember
1: them asking the O seven Huskers after every game. Did yeah, you bet have you did. Fun? was it fun? Did you have fun? Was it fun?
0: Um a couple things before we get to talking about Sco schofro, Scobroco. Uh, I don't think there's ever been an event, and pardon me if I missed it last year, or the year before. Is this the first year you've done the Doctor Football, Doctor Pe- Dr. Dr. Pepper Football, Doctor Pepper Football toss?
1: Well, look, the way that you've articulated means you will never be anchoring and hosting. <laughs> Let's go to Nick event. on the
0: field. Welcome to the Doctor Football Pepper Toss. I'm Bob. <laughs> Welcome back here. We got Doctor <laughs>
1: Toss Tuition Football <laughs> with a chance
0: to win a hundred thousand cents. I'm I'm Yoda. I'm I can't do it Yoda. Yoda, I am Doctor <laughs> Football Pepper. You are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's purple, Doctor Yoda. Yeah. Dr. Pepper.
1: It is okay, <laughs> idiot. Um, it was the second time, the second time that I've done it. I did it last year.
0: And it is you were put is, on earth to do this. Well, if you if you could anything it's a little tight, it's a little tight, you know like everything you got you don't yeah. got time to show your oh, personality.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean anything involving me and soda is probably mad in heaven. Not anchoring the uh, bottled water tuition, <laughs> but um, yeah. So last year they had asked, "Hey, who's going to be around?" And uh, I think Jen Latta might have done it. Oh, she can't do it. Hey, you want to do it? Yeah, sure, I'll do yeah. it. Um, and I was in town for it, so it worked out great. And and so this year they they thought I did a good enough job. The Dr Pepper people for the Charlotte one, the ACC requested me. Like they said, Hey, is Matt, is Matt still available? So I'm like, well, I've got radio in Bristol, but let me check and see if I can just do radio from here. Since we only have like four games to watch at once. And I'll do radio from here and I'll FaceTime Trevor and Brad for the game day show. And then when we're done at seven, I'll just drive down to the stadium and do the halftime and all that. So I did that. And, but you gotta be there the day before for the walkthrough. And as they whittle it down from four to two, Contestants, right. and then you get your you get your script. You got to stick to the script. Yes, um, you can add some excitement and things. Last year, I got a little more excited than I did this year. Um, Act like you've been year... there before. Was Doctor Weber's
0: only advice, Mister <laughs> yeah, Pibb. the... Mister Pibb's Twitter account was like, "Act like you've been there before."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Welcome to the Mister Pibb tuition giveaway. <laughs> That's what. Why can't if I were Mister Pibb, just do it. Who cares? Do do a do a Mister do a Mister Pibb half court shot <laughs> in basketball or something like. Why yeah.
0: this is ridiculous.
1: Mister Pibb doesn't do anything. No, like, Mister Pibb like, needs
0: to ratchet up its marketing a little bit. Mister Pibb is watching Dr Pepper blaze a trail, and you just have to kind of follow that trail, put your own little spin on it. That's pretty much Dr. what you do, Mister Pibb.
1: <laughs> Doctor. Pepper gives away $100,000 in tuition to one lucky person who does well. Mr. Pibb could give books to a, to one semester of books to a junior college. That's it!
0: To a community He's college of your choice, we will provide <laughs> one book. Are you ready? Are you ready? On your mark, go! Come on, Mr.
1: Pibb. Good congratulations. Oh, Pick I your would, book from this catalog. I um, would love it. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it's, it's 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 one of the I I'll be honest, it's one of the mo- things I'm most anxious for when Ooh. it's happening. Yeah. Because they say, "Okay, stick to the script, you're going to be on the PA so the whole stadium can hear you." And it's taped. So they tape it right as they go to the locker room, okay. everything comes out of the field. We tape it. And as soon as I start going, you're not stopping. And so we were like this year, we we're like 20 seconds through through it and I'm um, like there was like a split second where I almost blanked on a word. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like we can't stop down. Like we're plowing through this thing. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, then we went on with it and then we were done. I was like, gosh, was that good? Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Then (sighs) someone said, Oh, you might've missed a line. I was like, yeah, but he, they go, but it's okay because they, uh, they got a lot of emotion. The kid cried and it was really, it was really impactful. And the kid was awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, Behind the scenes deal, like it's it is a such a structured like it seemed. Know, all that of, them the all yeah. of them are the same. All of them are the same. The script is the same. You know, Pac twelve. Like they do five of them, obviously for the Power Five, and, and it's a big deal. And they take it seriously, and they don't want any, you know, any jokes or anything. And you just do it, and it's. it's fu- I mean, it's fun. Like it's one of those things where I say, if I need to clear my schedule to do it, I will do it you because should. there's not a lot of things that I do that has that many eyeballs because there's not a lot of choices at that point. Like you want to watch football, you're watching either big 10 or ACC unless the SEC uh, football game is going into the seventh hour um, <laughs> like it did on Saturday. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun. But was fun.
0: yeah, no, that's uh, because the, 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 to- the Dr. Pepper football toss has kind of become a thing. It's one of those yes. things I kind of like, it's, it's not, a, I don't want to say I forget about it, but like when, when it's on, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch that. You know, I definitely. got Yeah, it's watch like it. game day basketball, and they, oh, the half court shot's coming up. I yeah, forgot yeah. Oh, about God, that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. see this. Yeah. I want to. Okay, the the question on everybody's mind when everyone wasn't around. Did you grab a ball and try to see? Like, did you test it, or is that no, like? I no, didn't, I didn't. RC Cola's running security on the Dr Pepper. <laughs> 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 you got Larry,
1: um, yeah, the old Dr yeah. Pepper guys. Yeah. Uh, they're making sure that I'm not doing anything. Maybe next year, if I'm asked to do it again, I'll. Maybe since I'm a little more comfortable now, I'll go. Hey, can I? Get can I try this? And, you know, just in the, the day before when they're when they're practicing. And is it and doing better to chest
0: pat? Like, do you think you, can, you could probably get off more attempts by chest passing?
1: You could get off more attempts. Like, I think if you're like a, an an athlete like me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, growing up playing baseball and stuff, like I would be more.
0: Just qu- I, I yeah, feel like right. I'd be
1: more accurate, but maybe for the less uh either athletic or those who just want to get them off as quickly as possible, you you just, you know, you just do the chest back. And the, yeah, and they're never going to change, you know, the requirements of what you have to do in order to deliver it. But the girl, the, the Pac-12 on Friday night, she did it like this, you know, overhand yeah. and she won, you right. know, so it was – it's cool. I mean, you kind of you, you always kind of pull for the ones that are actually throwing it like a football, because right. you know.
0: I mean, nevertheless, it's,
1: it's like if you if you had a basketball half court shot, you'd love the one doing the from you know from right. the belly,
0: right. not the overhand yeah. like yeah. a baseball. You want it, you it to somewhat but, resemble. If it's called the football toss, let's resemble a football toss, right? That's <laughs> right. That's right. But if you're going to win a
1: hundred thousand dollars in tuition, you know you no do one's going to.
0: Like, yeah, like, how'd you,
1: dad, how'd you get to school? Well, I uh, <laughs> paid my way with the Dr. Pepper toss. How'd you throw it? Well,
0: well you know, let's like, not, into specifics. Let's not no, get into specifics.
1: Is <laughs> there a video? Of, but there's never going to be that follow-up question. So
0: no, no. But I could tell, when, when watching, I could tell, it's like, man, this seems like something that is like, you have, it is tight, you have your script, you have your spot, you got to turn yeah. it to this. Like, it seemed oh
1: yeah it's it's like you know being a part of the creighton stuff where they go okay this time we're doing the anthem at this time we're doing this so there's like a two and a half minute window where once we start we are done two and a half minutes from there and then they they you know the editors they will throw together the you know the reaction shots and stuff and and throw video over it so it's a pre-produced thing then they'll send it to bristol or play it from the truck or however it works and so yeah by the time it airs i'm in like you know, I'm I'm upstairs back in the suite. You know, I've made it back up there, and, right? You know, chewing a chicken wing or look something healthy. You.
0: Look at yeah. you. Do you get any Dr Pepper swag or any just Dr Pepper?
1: You know, I do it for the love of the game. And <laughs> you don't
0: do it for the free Dr
1: Pepper. Do it for the love of the toss. Um, <laughs> you know, I I mean, I get these I get these cue cards. Oh. You know, these. Oh, uh, look
0: at that. Yeah, Chick is holding see, up so- a Dr. Oh, look at that. Okay. What does it say? Yeah, to open today's halftime festivities, Dr. Pepper and the ACC present the Dr. Pepper Tuition Giveaway. In just a moment, our two contestants, Hannah Pan and Jack Underwood, will attempt to throw footballs into the giant Dr. Pepper cans. Fans, let's hear it for these Huskers in the <laughs> NFL. That's not on the screen. <laughs> oh, I oh, well, thought that, that's what that Could said. Could you
1: imagine you just hijack it like oh, that?
0: Well, Dr. Pepper would throw a conniption fit. Something tells me you don't get on Dr. Pepper's wrong side. Nope. Just, nope. Just nope, a thought nope, that I got.
1: All right, do so what you're me, told.
0: Let me cross that off the list. Next thing I wanted to ask you is do you get, as a member of uh, an employee of ESPN, do you get the Disney app for free? How did that work? I do,
1: I do not. I do not. Um, <sighs> I, we got ESPN Plus free for a year, and then after a year, everyone had to pay for it if you wanted to keep it. So that was five bucks a month, and then Disney Plus comes along, and the, and we're like everybody else. So I did the Disney Plus, signed up for it, pay for it, and then they pro it since I'm already paying five bucks a month. But uh, yeah, I still, I'm paying like the twelve ninety nine a month or
0: whatever. I it. mean, is it? I, I'd have but to. It's, ma- awesome. it's it's a it's a pretty amazing thing. Let's be honest. I mean, you've have you had it? Oh, Do you yeah. have? It? Oh, Kim. I mean, Kim was like, I mean, it was it was like Selection Sunday, like how I am on Selection Sunday. It was like in the one seat, Aladdin. Let's give it up for Aladdin. <laughs> Like, when you're just going through the Rolodex,
1: it, like, all right, let's do uh, – we got Christmas Carol here starring Mickey. <laughs> little Mickey as Tiny Tim, and uh, this is the Ghost of Christmas Past. We're going to do this half-hour little cartoon here. And,
0: you, I mean, you it's can, just amazing. It, it's is, amazing. It, it was It was one of those things I kind of wanted to be like, Psh, come on, man. It can't be that cool. And then you actually like get in the app and look at all the movies, and you're like, whoa.
1: You go you say to yourself we will never own another DVD in our lifetime. Why would
0: you need? Why would you why? ever need anything else? Really?
1: The only reason you would ever need it is in the car, right? There in you the go. van unless you had a but pretty soon everything yeah. is going to be a, a hotspot. So right. it's going to you know. But, but it's amazing. Okay. Like it's, I mean they had 10 million what? 10 million subscribers in 24 hours? Yeah. Like it, unbelievable. It,
0: that that is the biggest no-brainer thing to get. Even if like now even as I mean, as parents, obviously, but even if you're just like Johnny Wall Street, single 42 year old male, like, get that Disney app, (laughs) Doug. Am I right? You're at the gym. Bro,
1: you got that Disney app? Hey, can you spot me here with these four plates? Can can you get that Disney app, man? Hey, did you see those forky specials that are on there, man? Oh, God. Oh, good. Exactly what it is, but you know, like after like three months, you are like, "Have you
0: used your Disney app?" Like, "Oh yeah, have that." Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, it'll it, it'll collect dust, you know, it'll purple, collect some dust, real dust, dust, dust dust off your phone. <laughs> My God, it's the Disney app. <laughs> I haven't scrolled to that page in years. It's unbelievable, the Disney app. Now, have you what? It's have you looked at the Nat Geo stuff? I haven't really. I haven't. Yeah, no, I haven't I really yet. looked at that. Is that, stuff. Is, that ba- is that baked in there? Uh, it, I think so. I think it's Nat Geo, Pixar, Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars, right? I I
1: haven't uh, I haven't done that. No, you're right. Nat Geo. I haven't done the. Uh, I haven't watched the Man Mandalorian series yet for no. Star Wars. I haven't done that. I did buy our tickets. We're gonna go see uh, the new Star Wars on the day it comes out. I'm, I'm take so the kids. far behind.
0: The, I, the last one I saw oh. was Jar Jar Binks. Okay.
1: So I was Juju in the Smith same... Schuster, judge Juju Smith-Schuster, Jar Jar Juju
0: Smith. I now present Smith. to you the new Star Wars character. Juju <laughs> He rides to the battlefield on a bike. <laughs> a bicycle. Um... <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't even know what that... How about we give it a joke? Look at him and his... <laughs> In his protective helmet, it's got a logo on one side and nothing on the other. Darth Vader doesn't know what to do with Smith's <laughs> shoes. So stupid.
1: Uh, Where's Big Ben when you need him? Um, so yeah, um, we are, um, I, that, are. I'm like I, I was like five movies behind like you. I was like you until oh, probably the summer and the kids got into Star Wars and so I'm like okay I'm buying the Star Wars set I'm yep. buying all of the movies and we're going to sit down and watch them so we watched the first 3 you know from the 70s and 80s and then we watched the middle 3 and then the or the prequels and then the last um well no the pre the prequels the prequels and, the then, last and then and then they pick
0: up and then the I, two
1: I, afterwards yeah right. the two afterwards we watched those and so yeah we're we're caught up but we only got caught up maybe Three months ago. Okay. Two How dated
0: ago. were the old "A New Hope," "Return of the Jedi," "Empire"? Th- were they pretty? Were your kids yeah, like, I mean, "Is this? Are you? Are you Theoith?" Kid- did he? Did they channel their inner Brees and Insu and Manny Guy? Ga- Manny? Manny? Ga- are you Theoith? John? Lucas? Lucas films? Are you Theoith? Ah! Are
1: you serious that he's his father? <laughs> Yeah, like you got to watch him with the old ones. With You don't want to watch them like when your kids are like 14 or 15. Right. Like w- we watched the first ones, my son hadn't turned nine yet. And I have a picture of them watching when Luke and Darth Vader are fighting before they find out he's his father. And they're like, they're just fixated on it. Like they couldn't believe it. They're scared. They're nervous. Right. Like they are locked in. And then we watched. Um, you know the one where you find how Anakin becomes Darth Vader is a like the last half hour of that movie is, is legit is phenomenal. Okay, right? All right? Okay, I need um, now you're so it gets you. It, it gets you back in. Yes. It gets you back in. So I'm, I'm excited. You know, we'll probably have to watch the, uh you know the the, the last one uh to that refresh. came out before to refresh
0: a little bit okay. before we go. Okay, because yeah, I don't think yeah. Kim. Kim's giving me that classic, like, you know the classic line of, like, I'm like, have you seen Star Wars? She's like, I don't think I've seen them, like, all it in its entirety. I'm like, that is code for you you've not seen them, right? <laughs> Any line of, like, I don't think I've seen it all. It's like, that is, you're embarrassed to admit you've never seen the movie. That's right. Hey, did you check the NBA Finals? I didn't see, I saw bits and pieces of game, some of the games. The book was really better. It just the NBA Finals book was better. You know, better than the actual NBA Finals itself. Okay, well, now you got me fired up though. For I, I now officially am gonna get. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch back up. I need to I, I need would, to watch uh, the first three again. I need to like just hammer yeah. them all straight through.
1: I, I would hammer them all straight through. You know, take a couple. You know, I know you're a busy guy here. Yeah. Uh, you know, do do a couple a week. You'll be caught up. You know, by
0: by. 2020 you'll be good to go good to go <laughs> i'll be dusting off that disney app pretty you know it, yes you will okay uh what a okay let me cross that off the list here <laughs> uh i mean are you do we want to go down the path of ne- nebraska football do we because i really want to get your thoughts yeah that's fine do you want to yeah, do let's, it let's go do you wanna, yeah, mean that's uh, fine. because I, I i looked it up so you and i talked It was the first bye week in October was the last time we talked Nebraska football. And it's, it's pretty hilarious to think about our preseason pod conversation now. I mean, but at the same time, I just, of all the things to be wrong about, I don't feel as embarrassed because I still feel like it all made sense in the moment on a variety yes. of levels, right? Soft schedule, the way the season finished, Martinez and how he looked. But so the, I guess my first question, what did we, now that the season is, is over and the dust is settling, what did we whiff most on? Was it Martinez in the offense?
1: I think so. I think so. I think the, I think it's Martinez. I think it's the, I thought the lines of scrimmage would be significantly better. I think defensively they were better. Yeah. Offensively, I mean it's just it's it's minuscule, right? I mean, I think they're both better but it's not to the point where you're going to see a ton tons of tangible progress. I think I I thought Maurice Washington would be a huge part of what they wanted to do and we all know what happened there. I don't think I calculated the fact that JD Spielman is probably not a number 1 receiver. Yeah. And I think that that was a bad bad on me. I didn't know that they'd have to try out kickers from the YMCA. <laughs> we like, still don't you know what about, how
0: Pickering got hurt. No, and what, clue. like no one knows what happened.
1: No clue. Like yes. it's it's a university that has so much money. The revenue produced by f- for and by football is unbelievable, and no one can have a kicker. Like it's un. <laughs> It's it's really, it's like Dan Hawkins, you say, go play intermurals, brother. That's like, that's right. where you got to yes. go to find a kicker. Um, so, the margin fair was so slim that having a kicker, having a kicker, someone who can't kick touchbacks, someone who can't kick field goals, that's probably worth a touchdown a game. Um, yes. You know, for, and for a team that was, you know, that margin was that slim. I mean, you can go through the. Go through the games and you feel like you're having similar conversations like you had at the end of last year, where you go, okay, you should have won this game, you should have won that game, you could have won that game, you should be in a bowl game. Mm -hmm. And that's what we had, that's the conversation we had last year. But last year, you just felt differently because there was an uptick and you could actually see it. It wasn't as choppy. This was a real choppy season, choppy within games Mm -hmm. and choppy in segments of the year. And I I don't know if this team never really recovered from what happened in Colorado. And then once Ohio state came to town, like that was it. And now you're just gasping for air. I don't, it's almost like an 07 USC type of thing. I don't know. It was, it just fell apart.
0: I I think, you know, when you were going over, like I, you know, I, I thought this, I thought this, I think one of the things that if, if I had to fast forward all or rewind all the way back to the beginning of year 1 that i feel like i maybe m- missed on or whiffed on the most was i think i really underestimated scott frost being a young head coach being being really an inexperienced head coach because I, you know you 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 go through like could have won that game could have won that game i think ultimately what the first two years comes down to was Nebraska was three and nine in games decided by seven points or less. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, you can say, dang, they're really close to, I mean, shoot, what if it's, what if they're nine and three? Well, okay. Well, I mean, at the same time, there's a reason that Nebraska lost 75% of the games they were in where there's a one score game. And, and the thing that's unfortunate, and this is coming from a frost lover is I think some of the stuff you could trace back to, to coaching management errors that, mm-hmm. that caused some of those games.
1: Yeah, I mean go back to the last game in Iowa go <clears throat> go back to the Purdue game um you know go back to the second half of the Colorado second half, year one. Colorado. Yeah, second it, half yeah, this year it, too yep yep last year and this year um I think you just always assume because what one, <clears throat> one possession games are usually going to turn out 50-50 mm-hmm. right <clears throat> flip a coin in one possession games and so when you're When you have what happened last year, and then you have what happened this year, you go, okay. Well, the law of averages says, like, over the next two years, they're going to go nine and three over (laughs) with one with one possession games. Um, I didn't. I I guess with with that aspect of it, you you try and go back in history and go, okay, is coaching in close games like is that something new to this staff? Um, Because you go back to UCF and they were just rolling people out of the water when they went 12 and zero. you think about his time at Oregon, uh, they were simply better than most other, you know, they just were able to out athlete every stop he's been at out scheme or out athlete. It's just happened every time. Like UCF, you can do what you do at UCF with, you know, you get a few key weapons and Adrian killings or, or whatever, and you can, you know, a magnificent quarterback can, can really give an edge in the American athletic conference. You get a Heisman trophy winner, Marcus Mariota at Oregon. And, and it can do a lot of stuff. Think back to his time playing at Nebraska, national championship caliber program where you're not in this nip and tuck environment. And so when the margins become thin, then yep. yeah, you're you're right. You really start to learn, okay, just how good of a coach are you? And you might as well learn it in the first two years when you're trying to build a program and you're all kind of learning together. But it's it's something that made me think, okay, this is all new to him.
0: Right? Yes. The, the thing that was bizarre though is, <laughs> Didn't it kind of feel like the amount of times under Bo Polini, you found yourself l- after a game going, how the hell did they win that game? Mm-hmm. And with Frost, I feel like the amount of times games get over, you're like, how did they lose that game? How on earth? And so on one, you want to trace it back to coaching. But it wasn't like I would have considered Bo like a, oh, I tell you what, that's a big-time, late-game management guy. So I don't know. I mean, I'm throwing it out there. I don't know what I can sink my teeth into with it, but I think there's got to be a – ultimately, when there's a tw- – 12-game sample size is a pretty good sample size for one-score games, and there's got to be a reason why Nebraska, time and time again, came up on the wrong end of those.
1: Bo Pelini won the games he was supposed to win and lost the games. By and large, he was supposed to lose. By and yeah. large. Yep. Yeah. Scott Frost is – Losing games, he should win. And losing games, he's supposed to lose.
0: Yep. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. That's a good losing, way to put it.
1: Yeah. Like he's like. There's not. Um. There's there's never a time where you go, man. Like, Nebraska entered this game. They didn't have a shot, and they won it. I can't believe they won that game. Like, you don't feel that way. Um. In any of those, and I, I, I honestly believe. That, you know, you think about what Bo had, because things started to fall apart with with Riley, and it happened pretty quickly. <clears throat> you know, we, we got signing day coming up next week. Yep. And we're doing a profile on, um, I, I just said, hey, guys, let's let's think about why the Pac-12 is having so many struggles, right? Why, what, what is happening? Because I said, guys, I, I, I remember watching the NFL draft last year, looking through the ticker, and I never saw guys on the lines of scrimmage from the Pac-12. Um, in the first two rounds, like I just don't don't see it, and so you know I won't say exactly the numbers that we yeah. found, but next week when we do this this story during our signing day coverage, it's really clear that the Pac-12 is producing significantly less recruiting, signing, and, pr- and developing significantly fewer first and second round offensive and defensive linemen. Right, and and you got schools like in in the SEC and stuff coming and getting some of the best talent in the state of California, and so the whole cliche of the game is won and lost in the lines of scrimmage. Think about, you know, those margins are made up in the lines of scrimmage, right? I I don't think they're made up at the skill positions necessarily at wide out or running back, sometimes at quarterback, but I think the margins can be made up at the line of scrimmage. And think about what Bo Pelini had in that in that aspect of it when you had you know he had good offensive linemen but you had a front seven that was always disruptive yes right whether it was sue or crick or junior college guys like Dog and duro or barry crier and i think he might have been even a callahan guy back in the day but it was like
0: randy gregory randy gregory yeah
1: sure yeah i mean you could probably rattle them off better than i can you get you get guys that can influence the game And so it's Nebraska just doesn't have game influencers on the line of scrimmage. And um, and so, you know, I go back to the tweet that has been brought to my attention many times that I made last year, which about, you know, Adrian Martinez being a Heisman front runner. Um, But what I also said in that tweet was he's a Heisman front runner Nebraska. All Nebraska needs is a, a front seven that can impact the game. And they just don't have it. No. And so if you don't have guys that can disrupt plays, disrupt the opposing quarterback, and set you up in good field position and get three and outs and do that, and, and they did that sometimes, especially in the Iowa game, and for some reason weren't able to convert. Um, but on, those bo- on both lines of scrimmage, until Nebraska can get day one, even day two draft picks on the lines. Totally agree. I think you're I think you're gonna see these types of things where it's three and nine in one possession game.
0: Give me because obviously doing what both you and I have been doing for so long, you know, you you follow recruiting, but you then when you I feel like when you got into ESPN, you followed it even closer. Help me help everyone kind of understand the world that nebraska lives in with recruiting cuz i think that is still a question that gets debated all the time of you know nebraska's never going to be a four and five star recruiting team and then some people go well then then forget about it man you're not going to win anything if you can't have that but then you go well, what about wisconsin like help just i don't in in a in a, a nice chic sort of way help me and help everyone understand nebraska's recruiting <laughs> world that they live in
1: I think it simply comes down to do you believe you can get enough consistent um, top-level talent to get to campus, to visit, to take official visits to your campus, to make it consistently worthwhile, continually going down that, that pipeline? And I say that because um, Nebraska's got a, a bunch of things working against them. We've talked a lot about... You know the surrounding states yep. not producing a ton of talent. Um, they're out of the state of Texas because of the conference realignment. They have to go into Florida. They have to go into California. Um, you have to the struggle to get kids on campus is a is a real one for Nebraska. Uh, Lincoln is not the easiest airport to get into. Um, it takes connections to get certain places, and the population base that they're dealing with. Is, is one where they have to go outside of their natural footprint. And so you combine all of those things, and it's really struck me over the last six months that <clears throat> Nebraska, I think, is going to find out that they're going to have to become a developmental program. Um, and that's not to say you can't get you know, a high-level quarterback to come in or a four-star wide receiver and, and all those guys. You, you can do all of those things. But there's a reason Iowa does what it does. There's a reason Wisconsin does what it does. Michigan State does what it does. You know, Michigan's trying to go the Ohio State route. You can see the troubles that they're having. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have top ten classes, but for some reason they're not able to put it together. Guys aren't panning out the way that they are for Ohio State. You know, Ohio State's 2017 class had J.K. Dobbins, Chase Young, um, Jeffrey Okuda. Yeah. I mean, go up and down that class. Why are they able to do that? Because they, they are in a great footprint. The state of Ohio produces so many Division One talent, and they had the Urban Meyer, Florida connections and all those types of things. And they're just a, Ohio State's a different monster. Nebraska's never going to be able to compete with that for that top-level talent. And so back to the Michigan State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota type of thing, what they are doing is saying, look, we are not going to go after the top guys because we're not going to get enough of them to make a difference. But what we can do is go after the three-star guys, redshirt them, get them in our strength and conditioning program, and then by the time they are upperclassmen, they will be ready to dominate. And that's why Michigan State puts out first round defensive yeah. linemen. You know and that's why Wisconsin is able to put out JJ Watt, um, even though he was kind of a diamond in the rough. But I, I'm, I'm, you know, you you just say all that to illustrate the point that I think because of Nebraska's geographic location, it is not, it doesn't see, and the advent of cable television and no no advantages in terms of your games being on TV. Everyone's on TV. So what advantages do you have? not as many as you used to before. And so I I think what they're going to have to find out is what kind of program do you want to be? Uh, Because I think right now Scott Frost and company might be trying to do a lot of different things and let's get, let's go get Adrian Martinez. Let's get Wandale Robinson. And what are we doing on the offensive and defensive line? Like how how do you coalesce? How do you bring it all together? I think they've got the strength and conditioning advantage, I think they'll have. I think eventually they will have a coaching advantage. I think they have an infrastructure advantage, and you have to use that to your advantage because you know geographically they're not going to be able to bring the high level guys consistently on campus. Maybe enough to sprinkle in, but not enough to to make a class. And so if they can get top thirty, top forty classes, you know, um, consistently, then I think they'll be fine. But they just got to figure out what they want to be.
0: Yeah, and not to totally make an excuse for the guy, but I mean. With- there are – you know, you and I may have a plan for what we want the Chicken Nick show to be, and then when you – there's there's something to having a plan beforehand, and then when you get in it, you're like, ah, uh, we can't do – that didn't work. We got to tweak that. Boy, we got to – like, maybe there is a part of Frost's, like – he had an idea of what he wanted to do. And two years on the job, he's like, wow, well, we, we got to do this, this, and this instead of what we were doing. That doesn't mean he has to make total changes, but I'd love, I'd, I think it'd be interesting to hook him up to some truth serum and go, how much have you learned in two years on how much you got to change what you are doing on a day to day basis, recruiting and everything with that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't,
1: I, I, I bet you there's a lot of introspection going on. At least I would, I would hope so. And, um, you know, there's a reason that they're not, you know, they're not running spread offenses in Wisconsin and Iowa and those kind of places. I mean, geogra- you almost have to go geographically with where you're, with where you're located. I mean, Oklahoma can do what they do because of their relationship with Texas mm-hmm. and getting those types of kids and, and being that national brand where in Nebraska, they're just kind it, it it's hard to say, they're just kind of in no man's land. And so you're not going to find your identity with your, with you know your recruits that are around you, you've gotta you've gotta just establish who you wanna be. And I, I I I get a little concerned that Nebraska is trying to be a lot of different things when they might just have to eventually go back to look yeah maybe we'll do some spread, but we need to get back to some some power, Husker yeah. power, yeah. football. Um you know that's what Jim Harbaugh has wanted to do and, and they talk about what he's running is spread. It's not necessarily uh, spread, but it's but there's a lot of power principles to what they're doing, and so they're they're trying to do a lot of different things. Harbaugh's in a tug of war about what he wants to do. I think Nebraska's in a just in a tricky spot, and and I would have loved to have seen how Bo Pelini handled conference realignment if he was there for five full years, mm-hmm. six years after the Big Ten. Um, Because they're, you know, that whole thing of getting the Texas rug pulled out from under you, and trying to compete with different schools now, and and Ohio State being the class of the league, it's just, it's just going to be a challenge moving forward. But I think, I think once they find out what they want to be and just stick with it and do it, I think they'll be okay. Are they going to win conference titles? I'm starting to think that that's not going to happen.
0: You know, with I feel like when Urban Meyer was at Ohio State, there always was like a ceiling to what you could put on Nebraska's ceiling. You know, like as long as they're there, you're like and Urban Meyer's there, you're like, it's not happening. And clearly Ryan Day is proving at least through a year. Now we've seen Mark Fritch and different things, like when when all of a sudden it's truly your you've taken over the wheel, it can it can change. But I think he's he's impressed me this year. But I think one of the things that's also a little concerning is all of a sudden, the West Division, which was a rimshot joke for a long time, all of a sudden, PJ Flex got it going. We've talked about Wisconsin and Iowa are just always going to be what they are. Uh, like you can laugh all you want, L- Lovey Smith. They they took a big step this year at Illinois. J- Jeff Brom. They've kind of had a you know Rondell Moore got hurt and different things, but I don't know. I think that guy can really coach. Um, and then you got Pat Fitzgerald, who, yeah, they they fell off a cliff this year. But I mean, Fitz has been winning 10 games. It's like, so not everybody can win the division and win 9, 10 games. For someone to rise, like some of these teams got to fall back. And it's hard to figure out who's going to, if Nebraska's going to rise up, Chick, who's falling back? I don't
1: know. I, I, I don't know who it's going to be. I mean, I, I would imagine, you know, Minnesota's going to lose some weapons. Um, I, but they look like they look like they're fairly entrenched. Um, you know, they took advantage of the schedule. Their yep. margin fair isn't very isn't very wide either. Uh, they could have easily been one and two in non conference play. Totally. They weren't, and they they capitalized on it. Um, you just got to imagine that the breaks are going to go Nebraska's way at some point. Like the fact that Minnesota was sitting there in the top ten of the playoff rankings. You hold up a mirror to yourself as Nebraska, and you're just like, "What is happening here? How yeah. come? How come we can't stumble our way into a division race in November? Like, how, how does that? How does that not happen? I don't. I, I think Minnesota is going to be fine. Wisconsin is always going to be fine. Um, you know, Iowa is what they're going to be. And yeah, I think if, if you're if you're doing the coaching matters tree and, and why it matters. Look at what Matt Rule did in year three at Baylor, right? One mm-hmm. and 11, two years later, 11 and one, and a few plays away from a college football playoff. Um, you know, he, he would certainly be exhibit A. P.J. Fleck is exhibit B in year three. That's why I think when you look at year three of Scott Frost, Scott Frost year three is, I'm not going to say along the lines of make or break, but we talked about when he came on board, How he was kind of the sexy hire, and you got to take advantage of that because kids don't care that you won at Nebraska. They care that you just dominated UCF and you're the big, you know, the hot shot new coach. Your window of opportunity isn't necessarily the widest. And if year three becomes a six and six, five and seven again, you know, sometimes things become so negative, it's hard to turn that around in recruiting, you know, regardless of how positive fans are. Recruits are not a I think the days are long gone of recruits going, "Hey, I want to play right away. I'll play for that bad program and help yeah. turn them around." No, they want to win and they want to show that they can get to the postseason and compete for a playoff spot. And that's, I mean, next year, and you look at that schedule, and I you know. just go, you, you just start to get a little concerned about where this
0: could be headed. So, so you bring up negativity. I'm curious to get what your thoughts were from afar on the whole Tommy Fraser tweet about nebraska football so i mean everybody's heard a million times but i've I've been i really want to get your thoughts so frazier tweeted after the iowa game i will not comment on nebraska football again until they make a bowl it's obvious that people believe in someone that can't get it done those players played their arses off yesterday now i think it's funny that some people have been like and i could have been talking about martinez it's like no guys He's talking about Scott Frost. All right. Yeah, because he's
1: saying those guys played their yes. Keisters. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's part of those guys. Yes.
0: Yeah. He he's talking about Scott Frost. You understand as good as anyone just what what that what the landscape is like with the media and then in, uh, former players and the weight they carry with their comments. Um what what did you how how did this tweet land to you from Frazier?
1: It um it made me recall uh just how critical former players were when Bill Callahan was going through struggles, right? Like they were I remember doing a sit-down with Jason Peter and him being critical of just how poorly this team was playing. Um, but he never attacked, you know, the coach, right? Mm-hmm. He never attacked the coaches. And the difference here is that you know Scott Frost is one of their own, right? Like he's like the lineage of quarterbacks. Tommy Fraser is a part of that, and you're 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 crushing, you know, your the fabric of your own program. Um, I don't I don't believe, and we talk about self awareness a lot. I don't believe Tommy Fraser is aware of what the impact his words can have. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of former players who don't understand that because I'm in I'm in North Carolina and my wife Kelly's a dark hired Husker fan, and her father and and stepmom just came out here for a few days. We were talking about that. And that's one of the things they brought up. What'd you think of Tommy Frazier's tweet? And uh, we were all talking about it. And the fact is um, Tommy Frazier does not understand how how quickly you can hand over the equity that you've built up with a fan base and i think tommy fraser actually did more destruction to his own equity and his own standing mm-hmm. than he than anything he did to scott frost in nebraska football um and that's really the saddest part about yeah. it and and because because nebraska football you know recruits and all those things negativity it's not great but they can withstand a Tommy Fraser tweet. Okay. Yep. But Tommy Fraser's tweet says more about Tommy Frazier, And that's and that's not good. Um you're you're free to speak your mind, but there are certain ways to do it. And also for a guy who who stood in there not only as a quarterback, but as a head coach of a college football program and had little success at Doan, for a guy like that to make a comment like that I thought was was myopic. Uh it was sad and and just from one former husker quarterback to another former husker quarterback who's trying to work hard that's why i never liked when scott frost and i said this to you when he was first hired the one knock i had on scott frost was anytime he took a shot at what they inherited or the culture and the things he had to turn around everyone is working their ass off my friend to 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 do this no one's trying to to foil this whole program and so when you hear those types of things, you just go, man. Everyone's trying, and there's nothing good can come out of what you're saying. Nothing. Yes,
0: yes. I. It, it was funny. I don't know. Sometimes you hop on Facebook and you're just kind of mindlessly scrolling through, and like an old video will pop up. And do you remember the video of Frost walking into the weight room the day of the mm-hmm. press conference to all? Uh, there was a whole bunch of former players. He said, "I'm going to need all he of you." Said, right? it's exactly he goes. He goes. All I got to say to you is, is come help me do this. I'm going to need all of you. And I thought to myself in that moment, wow, what a dramatic change from that image to Tommy Frazier's tweet after two seasons. And I'm totally with you where this thing is hard enough, Clearly. They they need everybody rowing the boat. Sorry to go the PJ flit, like rowing the boat in the same direction. And guess who's probably not gonna get invited around the program for a while now? Tommy Frazier. And that is just sad. It's sad for Tommy. It's sad for the program. I'm with you. I think I mean the program's gonna be fine, whatever. But I, I just I think it's gonna be one of those things that when next year comes around or whenever Nebraska kind of gets it rolling a little bit, Tommy's going to be kicking himself like, gosh, why did I, why did I get caught up in emotion of that one day and, and let my emotions get the best of me and tweet that. But man, I just, when I saw that video, I thought, wow, how it's amazing to pit those two images against each other.
1: Yeah. I need, uh, come help me do this. And then the uh, one of the all time greats, uh, doing the exact opposite two years later. And I, you know, I give like Jason Peter a ton of credit because if there's any guy who's gonna be really critical yes. about level of play and all these things, and he can be pretty quick triggered on Twitter, but every time he is, it's always, hey, I've seen what's going on behind the scenes. Yes, this is bad, but come on, let's keep going. Because he gets it, right? Mm-hmm. He he gets it. And I think anyone who understands the if not him, then who had better be on board with it and just fake it till you make it yes. type of thing because if not you're only hurting them and, totally. and if, if you're not helping them you're hurting them yeah, and that's totally. where that's where nebraska is right
0: now hammer through a couple things and then i'll let you uh, yeah. go to go to bed my friend um real quick quarterback competition is it do you think it'll be open between martinez and mccaffrey and everybody in the in the spring i mean how do you how do you kind of see that because that's been a big hot topic around here of what's going to happen at that quarterback spot
1: I think Adrian Martinez needs it to be open. Okay. Um, I think I think we're at the point now where you got to you got to be able to see what you have in your quarterback with a competition on his own team, um, and I think that can only be beneficial to him. I think he'll still be the starter next year. Um, I think it's very easy to uh, you know go. The backup quarterback is always going to be the most popular especially when he hasn't really made a mistake and especially when his last name is McCaffrey, <laughs> yeah. okay? Like, there are a lot of things working for Luke McCaffrey's yes, advantage yes. here where everyone in his family, everything they touch turns to gold. So you think, like, oh, he's going to be the answer. We haven't seen him do anything in a clutch spot. And so, um, you know, we've seen glimpses of Adrian, and now we have a lot of recency bias of what we just saw from him. I'm going to I'm willing to give Adrian the benefit of the doubt that he was not 100%. He was wearing a leg brace for a reason. He had some PTSD from his injury. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of things like you you've been injured before yeah. like okay, you're a little hesitant. How would that not be the case at, at the quarterback position when you're the most vulnerable? So I'll I think it will be open. I think it should be open if I'm Scott Frost, the way that I would couch it in the spring or whenever I'm asked about it is look we want competition everywhere and the best players going to play that doesn't sink even when Bo Pellini was there you know he said every position's open for competition we're like even sue every position's <laughs> open <laughs> yeah, for competition right, right. right? like it doesn't matter if you have a first round pick on your roster or not I think that's the smart way to do it and that's what you'd want as a coach like if you don't have competition in the quarterback position that means you don't have depth at the quarterback position and and you've got to have that Uh, considering how these guys drop like flies throughout the year.
0: So uh, I want to talk a little college football playoff and big picture, and then I'll let you run. The thing that – and not to go all like uh, Bryant Gumbel, Jeremy Schapp, sappy on you, but the thing that that makes sports just so amazing is how these – storylines unfold that even like Hollywood would be like, come on now, like Virginia basketball, they're going to lose to a 16 seed. And then the next year with the same group, they're going to win the whole dang thing. Right? It's like, come on, get realistic. No, that's what happened. Joe Burrow. Here's Joe Burrow. No one wanted him really. I don't know. I say no one wanted him out of high school. He got a scholarship to Ohio state. So let's slow down the whole, but like not a very highly touted guy. He, you know, he has a whole bunch of things not go his way to Ohio State, and then he transfers, and you know his 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 family's alma mater passes up on him not once but twice, so he has to go to LSU, where he has an amazing two year run. He's going to win the Heisman. I, I just, it, it is uh, instead of being. You know, around here, people all get up, you know, oh, gosh, could have had Joe Burrow. I don't know. I mean, I don't. a year ago, I don't think anyone was saying that they thought Joe Burrow was going to win the Heisman. Uh, but, man, the Joe Burrow story is one of the cooler stories.
1: Yeah, going back to that, uh, what you said about Nebraska and not wanting him, you know, the, the comment that Joe Burrow made on the game day piece where he said, Nebraska didn't think I was good enough. And he was talking about recruiting, you know, out of high school. Um, if you would have played that comment a year ago, Right, a year ago, you'd mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, okay." You know, I mean, they didn't get Joe Burrow. That's fine. Like, he was fine last year. It was okay. He was yeah. But, but he, you know, he, he was still not a first-round pick. He wasn't no. a number one pick. Like, it wasn't anything like that. So, you play that comment a year ago, and it's like, "Okay." You play it now, and you go, "Oh, like we really missed out on this guy." If Joe Burrow goes to Nebraska. He's not winning a Heisman Trophy. Okay, he's not a first-round pick. He's not a number one pick. He doesn't break any records. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing we talk about with Danny Woodhead, right? If you would have gone to Nebraska,
0: oh (laughs) my gosh, yeah,
1: he might he might not have been an NFL player, right? You don't. He wouldn't have shattered any records. Like he he, you get put in certain spots, and it was. It's not just LSU. It's Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, right? That's why he's the hot commodity, and so. It is a great story. And and if you if you want to think about the best stories, everyone talked in the preseason, oh, if Jalen Hurts played against Alabama, the LSU versus Ohio State with Burrow versus the Buckeyes would be mm-hmm. as phenomenal a national championship game as you could find. And and the 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 stat that with Burrow that I am completely blown away with is that he has completed better than 70% of his passes in every single game this year.
0: Oh my God.
1: That like you look at the stats page and it's 72, 74, 80, 70. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's all over the place. And there's not, this isn't a, this isn't a Nebraska swing pass offense. Okay? No. Like, this, is a, this is down the field on third and long against Texas type of offense. And, when you have weapons, you can do that. He's phenomenal, and he is so good in the pocket. He's so quick and decisive. He's a great athlete, and uh, I don't use the word deceptively athletic because he's white. I say he's a, he's great, a great athlete, athlete. <laughs> and uh, he's so quick and uh, so tough, and Macaulay Culkin's really done great for himself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like it. What is what – is, uh, you had a great tweet about how all the different transfer quarterbacks that are – you know, whether Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, the cat from Memphis, uh, like there, FAU, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there's, and it's it's cool to paint the picture of, wow, maybe greatness is simply a change of scenery away,
1: a good opportunity, a good opportunity
0: yeah. away, which I think that is a cool thing to to think about, but at the same time. That's also scary because not to go all like, you know, kids these days with the dang, they just want to transfer leave because I mean, I was the guy that transferred. So I like, so there's like a balance there, right? Like it's, it's pretty cool to see how, just how special some of these guys can be if given the right opportunity, but it's also scary because you wonder how many guys are sitting here watching this and go, man, I could be Justin Fields. I can be Joe Burrow. I can be Jalen Hurts. It's like, man, I don't, I mean, more often than not, you end up being Tanner Lee, or you know what I mean? Or you end I, up being Sam Keller, and so it's I don't know. I don't know. My point is really it's just kind of like an interesting balance of what those two narratives are around the sport.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't think this is doing any favors to get kids to stay put. No, nope. because after after Joe Burrow wins, it will be three straight Heisman-winning transfer quarterbacks. It'll be Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Joe Burrow. Wow. Um, and um, now Baker was obviously there longer. Sure. Uh, it wasn't a two year deal. You know, Kyler Murray waited behind Baker, but these guys went to different spots and it's at the quarterback position, right? One ball, only one guy can play it. This isn't a three wide, three quarterback system. And so, you know, you see it there. I'm, I'm with you. I, I have mixed feelings about it, but it's, it's a, I love it because the kids are taking ownership of their talents And proving doubters wrong by going someplace else with a chip on the shoulder, because you know if a coach feels a certain way about you, sometimes it's hard to get their way, to change their way of thinking.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, you know Joe Burrow, think about the quarterback room he was in with J T. Barrett and Dwayne Haskins, and then him. Um, he go okay. Like I know I'm good, but I'm gonna face reality. Like Joe Burrow does not lack for confidence, right? No. Like, if there's any poster child for transfer quarterbacks, make it be a Joe Burrow who right. will stare you in the face and throw it downfield on third and long, and, and 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 take hits and and all those types of things. But even he realized, look, I need to, I want to play, and I'm gonna yeah. go someplace else. And so that position specifically, college basketball, something completely different. But but that sp- position. I get it. I appreciate it. And it's 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 allowed us to have these great stories. Like if, if kids didn't transfer, you know, what would Jalen Hurts have done this year? Right. Right? Like he would have filled in maybe and beat Auburn, maybe right. you know, right. if but Tua goes down again, but you can't foresee any injuries. No. And so I think it's 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 pretty cool and pretty telling that three of the four uh playoff participants have transfer quarterbacks.
0: We're about an hour in. I'll hammer through. I, I want to talk about USC and Clay Helton. Quick thoughts on the playoff. I want a real quick thought on Nebraska basketball, and then I want to ask you who the best team at college basketball is right now because it's bizarre. Like I, I don't. I really not totally sure. But real quick, Clay Helton. I mean, now this could shoot stuff. Something could break tomorrow, and you never know. But are, are you surprised? Like, what what do you make of the USC situation? Because I thought it was a. I'd have bet a lot of money that Helton was going to be out and that Urban would take that job, but it's not looking like that's going to happen.
1: It's surprising because unless they go 10-2, and 11-1, or make the playoff next year, I think they're going to be in the same exact spot. And with the nature of recruiting, right now, a week before National Signing Day, they do not have any top 300 players committed for the Whoa. class of 2020. They do not have any players that are top 25 at their respective positions Whoa.
0: nationally at outside
1: USC. Of a- Outside of a place kicker. I think they have a top five kicker. That's it.
0: Nebraska's obvious so, of that.
1: They got like three of their <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. You should get them in the portal immediately. <laughs> um, th- I think it's three of the top five commits to SC are offensive tackles, and they're all outside the top 30 in their position. So, But you look forward to class of 2021, and USC's got the number one quarterback, Jake Garcia. The- these guys are juniors, though. So it's a lot can change between now and then. Um, I think I think it's a surprise. I think they're going to be right back where they were. I think Clay Helton is a good guy. Mm-hmm. But I think in a place like USC, where the recruiting infrastructure is not what it should be, they don't have, an, enough, they don't have as many people as they should employed on the recruiting side of things, or digital, social, all those types of things. Um, you need a guy come in and shake things up. You yep. need an alpha to come in and, and rattle the cages a little bit. And Clay's not that guy. So I don't know how much is going to – how much is going to change Keaton Slovis might be able to save his, his job, but, um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. And the U, college football needs USC to be good. And, and I just don't, I think a year from now we're going to be talking about, okay, who are they going to go get for head coach? I really do.
0: It's pretty amazing that it wouldn't surprise me to see it, like Ohio state, Clemson and LSU are all, I mean, really good football teams. What, I mean, you got to see Clemson a little bit live. What give, do you have a do you have a bold prediction for what we're going to see in the playoff here in a couple of weeks?
1: If I had to pick a team, I would pick LSU simply because I know they're going to play in the championship game. Yeah, right, <laughs> like, right. It's hard to say the winner of the Fiesta, and I just that the metrically the Ohio State Clemson game. Talking to Brad Edwards, uh, who I work with on game days, a number cruncher, he gave me some information about just how good that game is in terms of how good the opponents are and essentially what it comes down to is for texas and usc back in 2005 that national yep. championship game texas was 33 and a half points above average usc was 32 points above average so you had two teams that were at least 32 points above average average Teams mm-hmm. better, right? So they, these, this was it was the elite of the elite. Uh, Ohio State is thirty three points above average, and Clemson is thirty two points oh above my average. God, this is this is the Rose Bowl in a semifinal. Yeah. this this is the national championship in a semifinal. Um, having seen all of these teams, at least watch them uh, enough to kind of get a feel. I think I trust. I trust Clemson because of their experience. Yep. I think they will beat Ohio State. I'll take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields simply because of the experience uh, and the wide receiver weapons and Higgins and Ross and Rodgers and ETN has six fourth quarter carries all year. Like this is a pretty fresh team. <laughs> so I'll take I'll take Clemson. I think they'll face LSU and I'll, I'll probably take the better defense and was, I'll take Clemson. Yeah, yeah I man, I just you know, they're top five in offensive and defensive efficiency, and the, both them and Ohio State. I really wish that was a chance to be in the in the championship, but, but you know, unless we had an expanded playoff, not going to happen.
0: Okay, you've been immersed in football, but I don't think, you, I don't know if you realize basketball, college basketball has been going on. It's no. Sick. Yes, yes, it's been happening. No. I, 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 uh, Nebraska and Creighton the other day, man, it was, I thought, I was following last, along
1: with your tweets. Yeah. I was trying to, I was like, oh my gosh, is it that bad?
0: It was, I, I, you know, I was watching. I watch. I watched every game Nebraska's played. I'm hammering through film, and I'm just like, there, as I was watching, I was like, man, I'm just. I have a hard time seeing how this isn't a total blowout. But at the same time, I didn't expect it to be 37 to seven to start the game. What? Uh, I mean, is, is it one of those seasons this year for Nebraska basketball that is just a total like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. That's- I mean,
1: yeah. I, I, I think it's one of those that. I, I always use the football analogy, like you want to see some progress, but you make no judgments type mm-hmm. of thing. Like like go to Louisville and football and Scott Satterfield. Like, mm-hmm. all right, what kind of progress are we going Oh, we made a bowl game. All right, we're Great. feeling good. You know, the same team, right? Same, same coaching matters. You want to see signs that coaching matters, and I think eventually you'll get there, but it's just so stinking early. Yeah, anybody that's I mean, panicking.
0: I don't think anybody's really panicking, but when you lose no. to your rival in that fashion, yep. people get emotional, but it's like – I mean, I it, yeah. It, it's anybody that's honestly panicking. It's like really I mean, nine games in, and it's Fred freaking Hoiberg. I will Coach buy a. all your Hoiberg stock, okay?
1: Coach K just lost to Steven F. Austin. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. There you go.
1: Like it's the this is, is rebuttal. Like four number one teams in the AP have lost before January. That ties a record of the AP poll era. So that's since the '40s. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be one of those years where. It's like, yeah, that that team's terrible, but you know what? That number one team ain't too
0: good either. So it's it's going to be interesting. I don't know how much you've watched. Who do? If someone, I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, the best mean, team I, in the country. I mean,
1: you know, Duke is fine. Louisville is okay. Louisville's fine. Like Louisville's good. I I just don't think there are any elite level yeah. teams. Like I'm watching Louisville right? like,
0: and Texas Tech last night, and I'm like. This is the number 1 team in the country. You know, and and I'm a Chris Mack lover and I th- I love Jordan Wara yes. and like I like the, I, yes. I like their team but I'm like man when when I think about like the Nova teams even ju- not just going back to like I go back to Ralph Sampson. No, I'm not I'm like <laughs> Lou Al what a bit no I'm saying even to like think of the two Nova National Championship teams. Those teams were like whoa, good. I just don't think there's any team that no. is like that. Like I think this I, I'm predicting this year will be the – ugly is a strong word. It will be the ugliest resumes for one seeds ever. Like I think you literally could see like Duke as a one seed with a home loss to Stephen F. Austin.
1: You know? <laughs> right. like Right. Right. And you go, okay, uh, so what 16 is going to upset a one this year? Right. You know, type of right. thing. Like things become a little more – whether you're a one two or three like look is it's such a throw them in the, throw them in a hat and and draw one out because you know in a lot of ways the NCAA tournament is like that anyway once you totally. get to the elite eights like I don't, I don't know right we'll see um but yeah I mean I've been impressed with Juwan Howard and Michigan agree so far they they Chris got Holtman off to a great Ohio State. start Ohio, Ohio State has been yeah what what are they right now the only power five uh undefeated I believe right now, so I, I think that's right yeah. um So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like parody at the top, at the bottom, everywhere. And, um, it's hard to, you know, you want, you want competitive balance, but you also, especially when college basketball is competing for eyeballs, you want a must see TV. And I don't think outside of. You know Cole Anthony and Mm -hmm. you know a couple of these uh, freshman studs. I'm not sure there's much must see TV out there. I don't
0: either. I don't. I don't. I don't either. I don't know what the there was a lot of hooks last year because it was kind of a surprisingly deep year last year when you look back on it. And Zion and the the Duke the Duke freshman where there's a lot of like man you have to get. I'm not sure. If someone was was on Mars for th- f- the last year and then said, "Hey, sell me on college basketball this year," I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't I don't know really what to tell you." You know, <laughs> know. there's no readily like r- readily accessible hooks to get someone in on the season right now. Yeah, it's like Kansas. Like, all right, they're, mean, they're good. They're, okay. they're not.
1: They're You're not fine. great. They're they're they're
0: good though. They're fine. They're, yeah, they're I mean, doing good. They're doing some good things. They, they have wish- some. They, they have some games we' We'll start to do some good things. By the way, it. Bill
1: Self. Bill Self says hello. By the way, yes. I saw him a couple of saw him at Big Twelve Media Days. Oh, he is big on you. Man. I love he is that. Big guy. on
0: you. I love me some Bill Self. <laughs> There's nothing better. He always calls me Big Boy on the text. He says, "Hey, Big Boy. Hope you and your fam are good. God Almighty. Sincerely, him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I that love so it. Good. So All good. All right. Well, we're at an hour and fifteen. I think this is usually when you wanna you wanna cut it out. Gladstone it. Will Joey Glad? You wanna Joey, Joey Gladstone, Gladstone it. it. So what's up? Uh, what's the next? Uh, what's the next couple of weeks look like for you with your duties?
1: So I had uh I had College Football Live today. So by the time this is published, probably the reairs will probably be gone. Okay. Um, Go on the app. Go on the Disney. I mean the ESPN app or the Disney. Whatever app. app just log up an app. Check that. Check that out. <laughs> Saturday night, I've got uh, Heisman ESPN Radio special. Uh, so I'm doing that, and then next week I've got National Signing Day. So I'll be in Bristol. That's uh, National Signing Day, 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Two, or on for five hours, Ooh. and then um, and then I'll go to Orlando after Christmas for yeah. The uh, Under Armour All America Week, and do the announcements and stuff there, and then I'm actually calling a. Uh, I got asked to call a, a Duke game coming up, not at Cameron Indoor. Uh, it's on ACC Network. Duke and Georgia Tech coming up January eighth, and so I'll be going down to Atlanta that call to call that. Nice, so trying to get trying to get in the mix and and uh, you know just said hey. Whenever you need somebody, let me know. They're like, okay, can you do this?
0: Can you do okay. a Duke game? It's like, let me see. <laughs> yes. yes
1: it's December twenty fifth. What time do you want me?
0: To- <laughs> <laughs> so love- yeah, so you're that- busy.
1: It's it's uh, that plus SiriusXM. Like I-, I told Kelly today, I'm like, I need to start saying no to some things. Yeah. Like in and- like I'm I'm kinda like always living in a contract year, even though I'm like in year one of three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just like, yes, I'll do Sirius XM. Yes. Oh, you got someone sick, I'll do ESPNU, Sirius XM, right. uh, radio, and fill in on there. And so it's always it's so much to keep you busy, but trying to find that balance of not so much that your family's not keeping you busy, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's kind, of, it's kind of
0: one of those things. But you at least you got to go no. to Cohen's basketball evaluation today. Like, you <laughs> got to know? do
1: the evaluation. I'm going to coach up the kids. Yep. I'm going to, you know, we're going to get some scholarship athletes out of this deal. That's so. that's,
0: that's the that's the goal. That's every parent's goal, right there. Shiki. <laughs> that's it. I don't care. Well, all right. Well, you uh you you get some sleep and spend at least spend some time with your wife. Okay, how about that? How I about will. That, I'll tell friend? her you said hello. I'll
1: apologize that. You and I spent an hour and fifteen minutes together. Um, yeah. um, but I'm not, not sorry, sorry. for yeah, it. You better no, not be. Sorry. Not, you better not, not be not, sorry. Okay? not sorry for it at all. I got an apology. You know, I know Bo Rude might be listening. I'm sorry, <laughs> Bo, for infringing on your podcast. Yes. Um, here, you know this is this is my hour, and <sighs> you know, hopefully, Bo, you're listening, and, and yeah. you're 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 having a chuckle or two. See, look at this.
0: Get, this get back to work. And then maybe me and you one day. I don't know how we would ever do something together again, but I don't know. Maybe one I day. Know. I, don't, I don't know how I this don't, would work. I don't know what that would look te- like.
1: Technologically, it's impossible.
0: I mean, so. the, sure, there's the Disney app can exist where every single movie ever made is on available but i don't know how you and i could talk once a week doing something i don't know how that would work i just no. don't know so if you no. think of something let me know okay i'll let you know i'll
1: see if i come up with anything and see if there's any way to okay. get the band back together but from what i've heard it's <laughs> it's um, impossible we gotta wait for nasa to come together
0: and that's, what, that's what we need that's what we need
1: all right my friends thank you so much all right buddy have a good time always love being
0: on your pod thank you Shaq. see you later see you ya- later
1: production.